0: Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard as if sung by the voice of angels. And hearing we may believe and believing be more loving. Oh, Amen. It's been cold. Finally got cold. Although the last couple of days have been better. But when I was writing this sermon, it was cold. <laughs> and I was reminded of something. When it, whenever it's cold, whenever it's dark in the wintertime, and I hear the whistle of that breeze, I'm shot back like a cannonball, fired through the battlefield of time. Whether I like it or not, and I'm a teenager, maybe 14 years old, in in rural Maine, it's January. It's about 4:30 a.m. I'm trying to sleep on the couch in the living room of my parents' home. They're still married and will be for another year till after I graduate from high school. My father is coming from their bedroom. I can hear the swish of his, his chopper pants. A chopper is a woodsman, he fells trees so that the men running the skitters can drag them off into the yard for the trucks. Chopper pants are special pants, black pants made to look like ski pants to the rest of us, but they're layered with Kevlar in case the saw catches them. Underneath those pants are several other layers, I'm sure. My mother is in the small kitchen making his two bologna sandwiches with mustard, salt, and pepper. She lays out the four pieces of bread on the counter and dresses them before she flips the slices over and pushes the bread together. Then she puts them in an igloo cooler. He shuffles over to her a small kiss, grabs the igloo, and opens the door. And there it is. Whoosh. From the couch, where I'm pretending to be asleep, I can feel the snap of the cold, and I pull my blanket in closer to my chin, some snow blows in and dusts the kitchen floor. And then the door closes and he's gone. He'll get into his gray Nissan pickup, stop at a gas station convenience store for a pack of cigarettes and a two liter of Mountain Dew. Then he'll drive through the elements for and for over another hour before sharpening up his steel chainsaw at the height of the land. It will be even colder there. But right there in that moment, when that door opened, I knew one thing. I was going to college. Everyone's journey starts somewhere. Now that story has gone off track more times than I can count. Let's put it this way. I was one of those people that ended up needing five and a half years to get a four-year degree. And there are a variety of reasons for that. Some I'm even able to share in church, but won't today. Growth doesn't happen in a straight line. Adversity is a necessary part of every journey. And the healthiest of us will actually embrace every setback because it's necessary as part of a comeback. Someone said, I judge you unfortunate because you have not lived through misfortune, you have passed through life without an opponent. No one can ever know what you are capable of, not even you. Being off track is is part of what makes us grow. Being set off track is something we can embrace, but it's never comfortable to be set off track. There are all kinds of things that will set you off track. How many people in your life, because they're jealous, because they have ill will, Because you've made a mistake with them. How many have tried to take your story off track? Is your story off track even now? Are you on track? Are you off track? The season of Advent is a season for those of us that have a story that has a way of going off track. This is your season, you off track people. But to see that, to see that Advent is a story, is a time, is a season for those of us who have a way of going off track, you have to draw near to the story. You have to draw near to it. Because if you take it from a distance, you might be led to believe that this is all about a cozy manger, beautiful decorations, somewhere in Bethlehem 2000 years ago. A child was born to a caring mother and an honest dad. The cold wind might have whipped outside, but the baby was warm inside. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. But draw nearer to the story. Draw nearer and you will see that the the manger sits in the midst of upheaval. Amidst of upheaval for God's people while the Roman Empire squishes them at every turn. But even more, there's a history history of going off track embedded in this story. Draw nearer to it. And you will see that the text today from the prophet Isaiah, one we lift up around this time every year, it's written in an unsettling time in that community the prophet is there to remind them and their king Hezekiah that they've gone so far off track that they will soon find themselves in Babylonian exile. That's six or 700 years before that manger scene. They will go off track. Draw nearer to the story and you'll see that in this text, right here in Isaiah, there's a reference to Jesse. Jesse, who is the father of David. David, who was chosen by God and anointed by the prophet. David, who was elevated by God in a battle with Goliath. David, who was known to be a man after God's own heart. David, who was given the covenantal promise by God to have a descendant reign over the people and live into all the blessings that God had for them. David, who really had it all going for him and then went way off track. Draw nearer to the story. And you'll see that in this text right here in Isaiah, there is a reference to Jesse. And that reference is a stump. Which was meant to be a mighty tree grown up strong from David's line. Once meant to offer shade and comfort to the people of God. It was a stump now. It had been chopped down and made to start again. It had gone off track. So yes, see it? Advent is a season for those of us that have gone off track. They're waiting for what might be yet to come. There's a reason that Advent 1 is the first Sunday in the church calendar. For those of us that need to start over, we've been off track. Advent actually means arrival or coming. It's coming. For those of us that have been a bit off track, off track because of what we've done, off track because of what someone is doing to you, off track because of something completely out of your control, this is your season. It's come. And it's coming. The part of the story that you're waiting for and wondering about It's coming. I know. You want it to be here right now. You want it to be here right now. That thing that you're waiting for. It's because you you live in something that we call the urgency culture. You've been conditioned to believe that everything is going to happen right now. You've been conditioned to think that if it can't happen right now, There's something wrong with you, maybe. You think that you have to make snap decisions and formulate hot takes and respond to texts and emails immediately. You think you're running behind almost all the time. You live in an urgency culture. There's this pendulum that we live on. On the one end is procrastination. In the urgency culture, that's a swear word. On the other end of the pendulum is production. That is where the urgency culture wants you to live. Procrastination, production. But right there in the middle, in the healthy place, is pause. Procrastination, production, pause. Pause. It is right there, right in the middle of the Ten Commandments. In the first three commandments, we're called into right relationship with God. In the final five commandments, we're called into right relationship with one another. But right there in the middle, the fourth commandment, the hinge that holds it all together, we're called to remember the Sabbath, keep it holy, pause. It's coming. Draw near to the story and you'll see that. Draw near to the story and pause because here's the good news. You might be in a rush, a rush to see where your story goes, but God is not in a rush with you. Bob Goff, the author of Undistracted, Capture Your Purpose, Rediscover Your Joy says, I keep putting things in a microwave And God keeps putting them in a crock pot. (laughs) Whatever is distracting you today, give it a little more time. God wasn't in a rush with the people in Isaiah's time. We're told that a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. A branch will grow from its roots. We're not told that a towering tree will break through in only a moment's time. We're not told that a massive sequoia or even a Middle Eastern sycamore will all of a sudden appear. A shoot will come up. He wasn't in a rush. I don't regret that I didn't become a woodsman. Frankly, does anyone here really believe I could hack it? (laughs) I'm glad to have avoided those cold winter mornings, and inevitable mechanical problems. But there are days when I am jealous of my dad, how life wasn't the rush, the rush that it is for most of us. He would drive that Nissan truck back from the height of the land, and he wasn't Checking his emails and texting the whole way down that hill. When he made it home at the end of the day, it was dark again. The night was starting over. He smelled of diesel. His hands were dry and cracked open. He put bag bomb on them. There was dinner. We would have meat, potato, and a vegetable. We would learn how many cord were cut and whether the trucks were running right. He would go off to bed before the rest of us so he could be up again the next morning. It wasn't the perfect life. I can tell you that. But there wasn't the rush. Do you remember a time like that? But there wasn't the same urgency culture. Then it seemed like there was one day. And then there was the next good and bad. I imagine that's how it was for the Hebrew people. Remember they went off into exile. After Isaiah told them that they were going to. There was one day. And then there was the next. Good and bad. As they returned from exile, there was one day, and then there was the next, good and bad. As they made their way through hundreds of years, five, five, 600 years, until that one day, there in the manger, a descendant of David was born. He was the shoot from the stump of Jesse, a new king, a a king the kind that would bring fullness to the promise of God's story. So draw near to the Advent story and know no matter how off track you might feel, no matter all the people and the things that are trying to keep you from believing in the story of you, the adversities you might face, no matter if you've lost track yourself of what God wants for you, Advent is your season. And if the scripture is to be believed, and I think it is, then we know that God isn't in the rush that we sometimes are. Your time to be on track with peace, joy, hope, and love. It will come. Amen.